Hi, Future Shadow here with an announcement. This episode of The Weaving of Normie will be split into two parts, with the second half being released later this week. Part one will have our discussion about the show, while part two will continue the discussion with mild spoilers that will include the end and various plot points of The Darling and the Franks. If you plan on watching the series, I highly recommend listening to part two when you're finished. That's the magic of podcasts. You can always come back to an episode whenever you want to, anytime, anyplace. With that out of the way, roll the intro. Seven. I'm a guest, and we watched Darling and Franks. Can Why you, didn't you let us can, say that? Were we can, gonna say it? Can you tell? No. I was gonna introduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the O V. I'm glad you're here, Seven, because we needed you here for this episode. Because if it was just me and Maxwell, I, it would have been literally me talking and him just. Oh yeah. Quiet. I, I sat with you and watched it, so I know exactly we, how we it would have heard been. his size. And as I'm just gonna pick up my phone and do something else on here because this shit ain't me. Anyway, we watched Darling and the Franks if you didn't catch that first part. <clears throat> You're not even gonna do your amusing it's, it's not even it's not even worth it anymore. Hopefully what do you mean it's not worth it, it's worth it. Hopefully future me made a previous recording of me saying that this episode is going to go into spoiler territory for Darling and the Franks. Because I feel like I need to go into spoiler territory, not for Maxwell's sake, but because Seven said that she was interested. Okay, fine. Darling and the Franks. Yay! Okay. There you go. We got it? Sure. But, like I said, we're going into spoiler territory. So, if you want to hear our final say on it, or rather Maxwell's final say on it, which is basically no. <laughs> Can you let him say it for himself? Sure. No. See? I mean, but no in what capacity? There you go. Like that, we got to get in the You'll find out video. soon. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I need anyway. you to dial back your hatred because, like. It's not even hatred. I'm Look, he's say, not going to deal like, back his hatred, his love, and all his sorrow. It's not even. Okay. Your reactions are a little strong for not hatred, is what I'm saying. I feel like you need, like I, I need you to scale it back to reflect the level of disinterest that you have, because it's not actual dislike. We'll get to that. Again, <laughs> I will have. Right now. If you, like I said, this is going to go into a little bit of spoiler territory, not for Maxwell's sake, but for Seven, because I actually do want to talk about it with her. Uh, come back to this episode later after you have finished up Darling and the Franks. I would definitely say that. It's 24-episode anime. It's on Crunchyroll. Funimation's also doing the dub as well if you want to watch the dub. I like how you're <sighs> so interested in having the discussion. All of the actual important information you're inserting as a side note. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. We don't need to intro this anime for anybody. I did. I'm going to right now. <sighs> so before you guys shut this episode off to watch Darling and the Franks if you want to, this series was made by Studio Trigger and Clover Pictures, who were also known as A1 Pictures, 
During the production uh, production of Darling and Franks, they changed their name to Clover Pictures. But this no was. Thank you. I have to do that for for Studio Trigger. There you go. It's, it's Trigger. Yeah. And of course, Studio Trigger what? handled the story. He doesn't know. Oh. He doesn't know. Hashtag it's a meme. No. He doesn't know. <laughs> right. This show takes place in a far out post apocalyptic future in which humanity is constantly fighting giant creatures known as Foxosaurus. To aid their fight, children called Parasites are raised to pilot giant mecha known as Franks and boy-girl pairs. The series follows Hero, a pilot for <laughs> Squad 13, and his chance meeting with another pilot, Zero Two. So, I mean, basically, it's a weird twist on Evangelion. Yes. <laughs> All right, Max, are you ready for the questions? Sure. Are you going to be okay? I'll be fine. I'm sorry. Check in I... on your strong friends, folks. Check in on them. You never know if they're going through an anime in which there's robot fucking. You mean puberty? You mean, robot fucking. You mean puberty. <coughs> robot fucking. <coughs> anyway, I'm sorry I had to make you go through this, but you will understand when we get to our very last anime. So that's the reason why you chose. Da, 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 because I, because, because <laughs> I really want. You just want, gonna put her out on the I, I just, nah, I just don't. Get it. I you don't feel do like it anymore. <laughs> because you. I feel like you chose this because you know that I really want to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. Not really. Obligatory. <laughs> I hate that we can't use that. I want to use that in in the last episode. I want to use that opening thing for that last episode, but I feel like YouTube might flag us if I put it on YouTube. If you I, just, if you I just sing gotta, it, I think it's fine. You just gotta time it. Time it? Yeah. Okay. Like, I use copyright, copyrighted shit all the time, but I don't put the entire song. I just That's do snippets. Right. Also, also, I, I'm, I'm singing. Okay. Probably. I'll probably use that part, then. Okay. Put, put a little bit of music. It, anyway, rise. enough behind the scenes, mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had you watch this only because if we're going to watch Ava, we might as well watch an Ava clone beforehand. Oh, it's an Ava clone? It's an Ava clone. <clears throat> I think it's, it's obviously an Ava clone. It's an Ava well, clone. I, Not for him. Yeah, I've never seen Ava. That's why I so want to watch Ava. I need you to know that I've read like 35 essays on Ava, but I have never actually watched <laughs> Ava all the you, way through from start to finish. How do you do that? Because once there's you, enough material out there about to, Ava right. that you don't necessarily need to watch the series. People have done character studies. People have done um, like writing analysis, um, plot summaries, plot synopses, basically dissertations on like the bigger metaphors mm -hmm. of the kid. Like it's, it's a lot. I feel like I wouldn't be interested in seeing any of that if I haven't seen the anime. Mm, some people beg to differ. I like being in the know mm -hmm. about things there's so. there is a video there is a video that i just watched to read to go ahead and like reassess myself with ava mm -hmm. and with super eye patch wolf talks about one particular scene pause i'm sorry who there's a youtuber named super eye patch okay wolf. all right he Play. went ahead and watched he talked about this one scene in particular that a lot of people don't like from ava mm -hmm. it is is the scene where Ray and Asuka are in that elevator, oh, and for fifty-four yeah, yeah, yeah. seconds, mm -hmm. not a goddamn word was said. They were just in the goddamn elevator for fifty-four seconds. seconds. Nothing, nothing like cutting towards anything. Nothing, just awkward ass silence. But it was necessary. It was it's necessary. It's one of those art imitates life sort of things. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have been able to feel 
the exact amount of awkwardness between them without it. Why are we talking about the season finale during the the, this, the episode? Because we're going the... to have to. No, let's talk no, about like... the shit that the episode is about. We're, okay, Jesus. listen. We're we're talking about this being a uh, a, a clone mostly because this show is as polarizing as that one is, but in a different direction because it is a it is a clone. Mm-hmm. In order to get to the shit, we gotta talk about the shit. In a sense. Okay. okay. Anyway, if you could change three things from the show, what would they be? And I don't need to why, I just need to know the three things. Okay. I'll probably will ask you to why for certain things. Alright. But for the most part, I don't actually need to why. I would make it less pervy slash fan servicey. Okay. I would make. I would. I would. I would not make the mechs female. Like, okay. like specifically, I wouldn't make the mechs like based on the female body. I will. I would like to point out uh, for everyone that we stopped at <clears throat> episode five, and yeah, that so was they're... just when they were about to join up with another set of pilots. Yeah. So if there aren't, any, so if there if there are any other designs um, or mechs that they come across, which we, we know seen. there are yeah, because they just literally made contact with Plantation Twenty Six, mm-hmm. and they have more standard mechs apparently. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That that's the second thing. Third, the third thing is, hmm. oh excuse me, I burped. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> we had this good food from this place called Zukin. Are you okay? Yeah. Check in on your strong friends. Yep. Check in on your on your strong friends while Maxwell is thinking about the third ice. I really, I mean, we'll, we'll give you some time. I mean, you have this. You have a lot of space to edit with Shadow. So. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Are we gonna? I'm gonna insert. Like, I'm gonna insert perfect noises somewhere. Just asked. Right. Yeah. You were still doing the third one. Yeah. I would. I would make it so that. The So there's this thing that mm-hmm. happens where. It takes two to tango in this case, for as far as the pilot and the mechs. I'm not going into that, um, and that's so. It was. It was. It's like the way that they're positioned is is as if they're like going at it doggy style. Uh huh. I agree. And I hate it. Mm-hmm. And I hate like like. Like like the puns, mm-hmm. the sexualized puns as far as like pilot, how they pilot the mechs and like how they're partnered and everything like that. And I <laughs> and I I can't I can't it's 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 too much it's too much yes. Do I get to answer the same questions that the sure seven. <laughs> I will actually allow it because we need more content. Mm. Okay. Uh, three things. So I would... I, I would like to change how overtly the sexual... Like, it, it, it's not the structure mm-hmm. that I dislike. It's the amount of time spent on the extra emphasis for it. 
Um, some of the okay. dialogue is just like super heavy handed, mm -hmm. you know, like I've realized on the one hand, I understand that the point of it is to be that ham fisted because when we meet the people from Plantation 26, we get to see how different they are in terms of their maturity and growth from our group. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for a moment, I thought everybody was going to be as ham fisted as the original team, mm -hmm. but it's obvious that they are like that and it's weird that they are like that. Um, so I can't criticize it too much. I just wish it was a, like slightly more subtle. Mm -hmm. um, obviously this is gonna be like a coming of age kind of thing. Yes. And yes, I'm okay with that um, based on the setup. But I just, I will say that I, I do wish it was just a little less heavy handed. The dialogue for sure, I would want to change just a little bit of, because I feel like you can be um, childlike mm -hmm without hamming it up. There's so many cliches in the dialogue. Mm -hmm. I would be okay with the with the showcasing of the kids being immature in regards to like sex and partnership if they didn't use so many cliches. Mm -hmm. Like so many cliches. Like, well like I pointed out while... You said you wanted to ride me. No, that's not what he said. He said he wanted to ride with you. Like we like, know. Like we I know. like I had pointed out like I had pointed out uh while we were watching like the kids know nothing. They, they, nothing they literally about, know nothing, and you can about tell. anything. That's why when uh, the the other kids show up from Plantation Twenty Six, and Zarman like, was asking yeah. questions about it. Yeah. Oh, dude is like, they must not, they must not know. I'm like, God damn! Mm -hmm. Don't embarrass me, but like this main characters don't do it. Um, <laughs> uh, other things that I would change. Um, I. I want to criticize the positioning for the mechs mm -hmm. um, in terms of being a direct metaphor for them working together. But I've spent the last 15 minutes or so before we started recording trying to think of other ways to... Pacific Rim. What? He was thinking about how they could be positioned. And how, they've done, and how they've done the same thing and done it a lot better. Not necessarily, not necessarily streamlined. Not necessarily better, but more like... They got the same point across without the sexual NUM. But, but see, I think that sexuality and gender relations is the point of it being overt. That's why they went the sexual route with the innuendo as opposed to the intimacy route that Pacific Rim, like outside of like wanting to keep the movie a certain rating or whatever. Um, Pacific Rim specifically um, tried to um, showcase intimacy between partners which does not have to be sexual this show is specifically trying to show growth in a romantic and, and sexual way the entire show is like a weird mech metaphor for how to successfully be in a sexual relationship with somebody mm -hmm. and i think that it's obvious from that ikugo girl mm -hmm. um <clears throat> that they are going to address, like, but what Ichigo? if you... No, no Ikugo. Ikugo. Uh, the the chick with the glasses and the hair. And the oh, glasses. okay. Um, I think it's obvious that they're going to showcase, like, but what do you do in a society that is based on binary couplings when you are not made for binary couplings, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I see where they're going, and you can't comment on that in the metaphor without the sexual element. Otherwise, it's just... Oh well, we can just be really good friends and pilot this mech together. But they want it. They want it specifically to comment on more than that. Okay. Um, because each of the relationships that the characters have 
um, with each other, like the pairs, mm -hmm. are supposed to be, it's obvious to me anyway, this far in, that they're metaphors for different types of romantic relationships that people engage in. So when you mentioned that while we were watching it, because I know you, start, you started by entertaining the idea that she could be as far as like as a as a parasite is concerned mm -hmm. asexual and i or or might not just be compatible with men yeah i with found me too, yes. yeah i found that interesting i just don't want to have to sit through the entire anime in order to find that out so i understand that but like I agree that this attempt at those sort of metaphors could have been done better. They they would have to redesign the entire anime to make it better. Yeah, I would, I but would they say, right. but they could make it better. But with that said, I, there are certain messages that you can't mince words with if you're trying to get it across. Like if you are talking about romantic and sexual relationships, you can't focus or zero in on just friendship. And then say, but this applies to everything. Like, in certain cases, it does. But if you're trying to comment on romantic relationships, then you have to comment on romantic relationships. You can't allow for that ambiguity or else other people will exploit it and say, oh, well, that's not what you're talking about. It's similar to, um, and I, this is, like, not analogous, but it is similar, a representation of gay or non-straight relationships in other media or in historical findings. Lots of times you'll get professionals who are like, oh no, they were just really good yeah. friends. Mm -hmm. But no, they fucking yeah, know. Yeah. This anime is like, no, but they fucking know. So ain't no really good friends. Mm -hmm. These niggas is fucking. That's what's happening. Okay? And you can't actually get around that in any way, shape, or form to wrap your head around this anime unless you contextualize it that way. Okay. Just straight up say it. Yeah, I mean, like, you have to view it that way so that you can appropriately get the points of the metaphor that they're trying to get. For them to lessen the metaphor would lessen the impact of the message they're trying to, like, convey. Shadow, you, you've seen yes. No Man Cry Baby, right? Yeah, I've seen all of it. So, I don't give a shit. No, no. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm glad that you decided to uh, let us know that you don't give a shit. No, no. no Maxwell no. knows what yeah. I'm talking about. He's quoting the original, original anime oh, I see. Okay. Devil Man. Oh, I see. But continue. I, continue. I feel that... Are you okay? Check on your strong friends. <laughs> I'm just calling. Check on your strong friends. I feel like Devil Man Crybaby... I appreciate how they did that. Because they, because they were both blunt about it, but at the same time, I felt that they still succeeded in a lot of the things that, the like like like, not necessarily imagery, like a lot of the like, like I guess the more the morals and like everything that the anime they were trying to come across the anime, without even though it was it was it was sex it, it was definitely sexually blatant. Mm -hmm. From the get go, oh yeah, because we said we 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 showed the first episode, mm -hmm. we showed the first episode of seven, yeah, um, and th there was an entire episode, yeah, yeah, clearly, clearly, and there was a there was an entire episode dedicated to uh, fuck, I forgot, I forgot his name, uh, the main character, mm -hmm. and dealing with. Dealing with like a struggle between like the the demon that what that 
that made him a devil man. Yeah, yeah. And sexual urges and them colliding. Mm-hmm. And that's how it attracted, like, the attention of, like, the demon that OG demon used to fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And even though it was, it was definitely less... It was less metaphorical and more blatant. Mm-hmm. As it, far it was literal. Yeah, it, it was, was literal. it was definitely literal. But at the same time, it was they weren't beating around the bush. Exactly. Okay. okay. Two two things. Mm-hmm. One, that particular scenario, the goal was to be literal because mm-hmm. the show was packed with so many other things, and I don't even have there's to see other that episode to know. Yeah. Yeah. There's other mm-hmm. symbolism. Two, yeah. to get through. We're dealing with older characters in a more relatable setting. Because Devil Man Crybaby is more like a what if supernatural shit existed in our world thing. Mm-hmm. Darling and the Franks is completely different. Okay. It's a completely different setting. Like they rewrote everything. It's mm-hmm. it's the feelings are supposed to be relatable more than the circumstances that bring about the feelings because it's a basically a large metaphor. Mm-hmm. So it's like I understand the points that you're making, but. N- they're trying to do something different in a different setting with a different amount of intensity. So I, I'm still with you in saying that I feel like it could have been done better, mm. but I understand why they're doing it the way they're doing it. And for the message that it appears at this point, episode five, that they are trying to convey, I'm kind of with them for the ride because as a writer who is creative and does like, I, actually write things very similar to this particular genre minus the mechs um and i can't give them a better way to do what they're doing so i have to accept that there might not be a better way to reconstruct this exact scenario like which is why earlier i said they'd have to rewrite the whole anime Mm -hmm. to make it more subtle like to my liking but that isn't actually constructive criticism (laughs) it's just this isn't subtle enough for my liking. Um, yeah, they're, they're not very subtle with a lot of things. Circling, circling around to the to the top three things you would change, mm-hmm. I would change some of the dialogue. The dialogue is terrible. Mm-hmm. I, like even even for children who are that age, it's terrible. Um, I don't like the visual of them piloting the mechs. Like I just mm-hmm. don't. I I I just don't. Like that's just a personal yeah. preference. Mm-hmm. It's just super blatant to yeah. me in a way that doesn't. Um, service anything Mm -hmm. again i understand the point of it people who are watching um associate very particular um feelings with those visuals at least people who have who have sex or who have watched other people have sex Damn, this is gonna be like a rated R episode or something. It's whatever. Every, Every single episode has been explicit. I was gonna say I have seen that I have seen that red ass square oh, with that yeah, white yeah. ass you're right, you're right, you're right. behind every single episode. I, 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 did, I did that because I know us. But but with that said, I, Japan is literally the king, bar none, of that like Bond. visual uh visual mindfuck type shit and this is clearly what that is if, if listen if you've ever had or watched people had sex hitting it from the back you gonna have feelings about the visuals in this anime yep. and they're gonna put you very quickly mm-hmm. into the mindset that's necessary for the anime to make its point and that's part of the reason why I can't argue with the execution even though I don't think it was very skillful mm-hmm. It's quick and to the point. Like, that's that straight, like, 
you put on a collar and you in subspace automatically type shit. You see it and you know what they want you to be thinking of, like in terms of the bond between the the pe the people in the mech. Like there's no doubt about it at all. It does it literally in a second. So I can't argue for I can't argue against the effectiveness of it. It does what it's supposed to do. Yeah, I just don't like it. Uh, three. Um, that my robot. Stop. Three. I'm sorry. I, that too. This isn't a criti uh, like a constructive criticism, mm -hmm. but I, I want more world building early on in the anime. <laughs> the setting is this, so cool. They do this for <sighs> a purpose because part of the world building is part of the plot. No, no, no. I, under I understand that, but I guess I wish that we could see. I, well, I guess the first five episodes were a little slow. It seems like they're picking up now. But, like, those small details, like, in the background of other people doing things and talking about things that are happening around them that are relevant, mm -hmm. those are the things that I like. And there weren't as many of those things in episodes one through four. There was a hell of a lot of it in five. There was some of it in four. Because um, you got to see the city, all of those things. Mm -hmm. There were hints about um, Zero Two's background. There were hints about, like, the chain of command and how things happened. But, like, not enough. Like these old dudes in masks in the sky, looking like the I'm my goddess crew, mm -hmm. making big decisions. Like it's not enough for me to mm -hmm. tell me what's going on in terms of the hierarchy. And I know that they're spoon feeding it to me, but it's it's like scenes like that where you have like ominous figures talking. Those don't tell me much about the world that is happening. Like I feel like I would like to see people doing things and stuff happening in the background even if I don't understand what it is like mm -hmm. um, an anime that does this really well is Psychopaths there's a lot of stuff happening in the background you get to see people yeah, living yeah. their lives even if it's not directly relevant to the plot it's not like they take serious time away from the anime to say look this is how life is mm -hmm. in a montage or anything like that but you can see the stuff happening the characters reference things happening like you don't feel like the world is stopping for them to give you information mm -hmm. you feel like you're actually watching people live and then absorbing that information and mm -hmm. i want a little bit more of that from darling in the franks um i think the reason why i'm not getting it is because the kids are isolated right um they the bird cage is like very much not integrated with the city and stuff like that um, but there are scenes where they show adults talking mm -hmm. um, and doing things. And if we could have, like, fewer stills of, like, two adults and zero two, like, with just a backdrop for, like, <laughs> a minute and a half, we could just have a little less of that. Look, Even if you're just showing me, like, um, types of technology, cars zooming in the background, mm -hmm. you know, people moving around, doing paperwork and shit, uh, people rifling through like like those sort of things help me because I get to see what sort of tech is possible in the world which helps me make inferences about other things when I come across them mm -hmm. at the moment like we just don't have nothing yeah. we just we barely know about the plantations and what they're for we know that they harvest the um, magma. the magma stuff to power things but we don't know what kind of tech they have outside of like the mechs, like outside of the, what, what are they called? Um, uh, the Franks. Franks. The Franks. I'm not really sure. For some reason my brain wants to keep fucking calling zero two Franks. And I don't know why that is. Well, maybe you'll find out soon when I go into the spoiler. We're getting there. The anyway, that those are the three things that I would change. The reason why I don't necessarily care for the the designs of the mechs of the main characters is because I have, I can't, 
it might might be because of like previous experiences with with female design, like mechs designed to look like women. Mm-hmm. They never bit. They they never look like 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 women. Like they work. Oh. Like they should work. Well, most most mech anime have mechs that don't really look like they should work. It, it it's it's it's. I only reason why I find it weird is because it's like. Okay, it's it's not that. For let's clarify, it's not that I don't like the mechs because they are designed to look like a woman. That's let's let's just clarify that first and foremost. I also want to define that they have feminine shapes. They do not look like women. Yeah, women they, do they, not look like. Okay, they, they just have feminine shapes. Yeah. Okay, like in terms if of anything, the they, they remind me of uh, an action figure. It reminds me of Metabots. Is what Shit, actually? Yeah, yeah. Metabots. I forgot all about Metabots. Have you watched Metabots? Yes. Okay. Metabee could see be it. one of them bitches, okay? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, you really don't remember Metabots. I know. Metabots. I remember Metabee. Okay. I just... No, I'm talking about Metabots as a sh- Yes, a yes, no, I know. remember all... Yes, yeah. I, I do. I agree that some of the mechs from Metabots are a little bulky for the designs in Darling and the Franks, but if you were to, like, thin them out just a little bit in general, they... The the art style, and I, yeah, especially that, that's, how their eyes are. That's under. what that's what I was about yeah. to. That's what I was about to get to. That's that's the act. I think that's the actual problem that I have with these mechs. It's pretty much how the art style translate translates to them, and how and how their fem and how their uh, their outward feminine looks are affected by it. It's not appealing, and as a to me, anyway, and and also to me, it looks like from what I've been experience from what I've experienced in mech and mecha anime, I don't see how it could function. The, they could function the, the way the way that they do mm-hmm. with with the way that they're designed and the way the art style shows that they are designed. So I mean, it seems very much like they just have moving parts and joints, like very simple. Like their designs are not complicated. It'd be different if the, if someone had drawn like a Gundam wing mech in this style. You'd be like, so I mean, there's so much on it though. How does it move? Mm-hmm. But these mechs are pretty streamlined. Like their shapes, in terms of like the curvature and stuff, are feminine. But because of that, you can kind of just see like where the joints work and stuff. Like I I don't find it that difficult to see how they move and things like that. But that's also partially because I don't know how their technology works. So I don't know if they're using anything besides like typical manufacturing, mm. like in physics principles to make mm. them work. Um, but I mean, uh, fluid like um, joints, rotors and things like that. I mean, like on, on a large scale, like if you just size them up, I could see things in the design and how they work. If the, if the mechs in Darling and the Franks were more bulky, then I would have problems because then it would be weight versus like versatility, like actual. Um, uh, what is the word? Well, it's not that it's not that I have a problem with. It's it's not the it's not lack of bulkiness. It's like I it's like I said before. It's a combination of like how the mechs are presented in the anime, how the animation style for the mechs, and uh, I. 
and I, I guess the, the, the and also it, also a lot of it has to do like I say before past experiences like back when back when Adult Swim first introduced their like first Saturday night anime block that introduced you mm-hmm. us you to you that introduced us to you Yu Hakusho yeah there was this there was this mecha anime that came on right before Gundam 0083 mm. I forget the name of it but the mech sort but do you the, remember the plot of it at all it was in space. Okay, that's that's like that's everything. a lot of them. Yeah, that's everything. the mechs were 3D, uh-huh. and they look like and they look like they were based off of, and they and they and they were and they were based off like feet, the they were very feminine, like tits mm-hmm. and everything, and it's like it it was it was weird the way that they moved was weird, and it's just like from then on. So was, tsunami midnight uh, run. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, Adult Swim. It was Adult Swim. It was like I said. Yeah. But the mechs from Darling and the Franks seem to have mostly mobility uh, and versatility of movement, similar to actual people. Like watching. Um, wh- what is what is that mech called? The one that uh, Zero Two pilots. Uh, Storetsu, yeah. Yeah. Watching that one fight seemed very much like ninja scene with like a scythe or whatever mm. i didn't see any like joint or limb movements um that were out of like like it was a very human choreography i think that's the problem that they make the mechs to move like humans but it's very easy to make robots that move like humans do like it's super easy that's okay i i understand my mind my brain just can't get past the fact that this is a mech and it may have been Eureka 7. Might have been, yeah. Oh, yeah, it probably was Eureka 7. It probably was. And it was... It's like, my, my brain can't get past, like... Certain things that, that mechs should be capable of and they shouldn't be capable of. And I look I look at this and it's like... These, these things... These mechs act like... Act too human to be mechs. And like I said, with everything that I've com- everything I, I've commented on about them previously, it just adds to my this is off. I don't this this doesn't this doesn't seem like. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like that just means that you've been indoctrinated to a specific type of mech. I'm not denying that. Because I I mean so when I watch shows like this. I let them tell me what's possible in their universe. Mm-hmm. I don't draft other things from other universes and say, well, this is what I liked and what worked, so if it doesn't work this way, then it doesn't make what, sense. Well, to, At least if they're not establishing rules that they are breaking, like, inconsistently. And, and considering that we've only seen, like, the first five episodes, but we haven't received anything that gives us anything about... that give, gives us anything about the Franks, then we haven't really... Then I... We, we kind of side on that. I mean, yes and no. They've shown us in the first five episodes that the mechs we've seen are what mechs look like in their universe. Like, the fact that they're there mm-hmm. means this is what's possible. So I feel like it's unfair to judge them on a baseline that's outside of what they've literally told you is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you were to start reading a book and the main character tells you that the stars look beautiful in the green night sky, the main character is Even telling you that the night sky is green. It doesn't matter that our night sky is black or blue or purple. 
his nice guy is green. That, yeah, so fair. we can't like rewrite that or say it's unrealistic. Like it's it's already unrealistic. Mm-hmm. It's a fiction. Uh, I'm sorry. No. I just be here adding so Look, many. content. <laughs> like I said, if you weren't here, Maxo wouldn't talk. What is the next question? That was all the questions. Because the last question was already answered at the beginning of the uh, the show. Would would you know? (laughs) I know Max was answered. Hell no. So my my answer in particular is yes, with great difficulty. I love the world that they've built so much from the bits and pieces that I've had that Mm -hmm. I'm willing to suffer through the overt, uh, let's hit it from the back, eat the booty like groceries metaphors. So that I can see these children grow up and experience the pain of love, because that's clearly what being an Shit's adult painful. is like. I hope y'all ready. I just, it, it's just okay. So like when I watch or read more, let's be real. When I read, because I don't really watch heads high. Like when I read Dojin, mm-hmm. like I know what I'm getting. I'm not reading uh, a fucking manga with one dude and then like seven fucking sisters on the cover for plots okay that's not what that's not what i'm doing okay i don't read the harems for plot with the exception of negima it depends on what i'm reading okay there are some things whose concepts look interesting and i'm like i'm gonna give this a go but for the most part i would like to see sexy things when i read things for plots i expect the plot to be only enhanced by any of the relationships that are uh demonstrated within and I prefer not to have them overlap to the point where focus shifts from one to the other if it's not going to contribute to the plot directly. Mm-hmm. Seeing ass shots of girls being the controllers for the mech doesn't contribute to the anime anyway. The first couple times that we saw it, I was like, okay, so they got to play it up. I get it, you know. Hey, look, he coming in from the back, making little cute sounds or whatever. Oh my god, it's difficult. Whatever. Okay, look, right? Mm-hmm. But like once we get past that, like in episodes two and three, I was expecting four and five to not feature as much of that, and that's not what I got. That's not what I got at all. I'm just it's so distracting because the entire interface for the damn mech is them fucking. It's basically them fucking. And I mean it's not as though the dialogue or whatever, um, it's just focused on that. I, I think it's heavy-handed when it appears, but I don't think it overwrites anything. It's just the visuals. Like, anime is visual, and that's what it is. I'm watching it. So it's just like, if every time we look at a pair in the mech, they gotta zoom out from, like, the little screen so I can see the, the ridges on her back, because she clearly, you know, she got that back arch hashtag. Like, I just, like, I, I can't deal arch with this. Hashtag. And also, this this also makes me wonder about like um, uh, like plus size characters or characters with different physiques than just like tiny Japanese. We already women. saw it. His name was Bread Boy. Okay, Bread so Boy we pilots. saw Bread Boy, but Bread Boy pilots. Oh, Bread Boy is it on and his back? And two, two. Um, I mean, Bread Boy is like we don't get to see him in action as much. Like we listen, we know. We know he's a dude, and so he's like the, what is it called? The stamen or stamen or whatever? Stamen. Um, Just like flowers. Stamen and pistols. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm cool with the fact that this show doesn't just like, 
hey, these dudes are pounding the shit out of these bitches, you know? Like, I, I appreciate that the show's not like that, but I still just think it's a lot. Um, I like pervy things. I would just like to say as a disclaimer, I like pervy things. I like sexy things. Um, but they have to serve a purpose of some sort. Like, the scenes where you see them in the beginning is very, um... They're, they're mostly to establish the awkwardness of the relationships that are forming. And it does do that very effectively. Because, I mean, like, when you don't know each other, you just, hey, look, my dick is here. It doesn't get much more awkward than that. Like, that's literally what's happening. Literally, the girl is just, like, basically on all fours, piloting a part of it. And then the dude is just in the back, and she's just like, what's wrong? How come you can't do this? And I'm just like, come on, man. So it demonstrates that awkwardness very, very quickly. I just wish um, that we didn't have to see it once it's established, like, as often. Mm. And like you said, once we get past episode eight, or I, because I'm mm. obviously Maxwell's not doing this. You can't once do I it. get past episode eight, I'm sure that we'll be as desensitized as necessary for them to not have to show it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which I just... They really they really don't show it as much further on down the series. I, I figured. Because, I mean, we already understand yeah. the context of the relationships between the characters, so they don't have to. I just, they just hammered it in really hard those first three episodes, and I wish that they were a little more subtle with their touch. Just a little bit. That's right. Um, uh, I mean, I guess that's it. I, I'm looking forward to more discussions and uh, conversations between the partner pairs um, as they grow. I, they've shown that the, the show has shown that they're not afraid to cut two people who aren't the main character mm-hmm. to show the dialogue that helps develop the different types of romantic relationships that they have. Um, so I'm just looking, I hope that they don't bitch out and just main character the whole rest of the series. Like, I really hope no, that we don't. get to see those other relationship types, like, flourish and go through the ups and downs and whatever. We do. Um, lastly, <sighs> I just have to say that Misuru being turned out by Zero Two was the funniest shit I've ever seen. I've ever seen. He was like, get out of my way, hero. I'm in here with the big dick energy. You not mad enough to pilot this mech with hurt. You can't do it. And then he got in the back and was just like, that bitch trying to kill me. And I was like, I can't. I, I literally can't. He was, the, he was the best thing hands down in all five of these episodes. Best thing hands down. Don't get into that back one more time. She gonna kill you. She trying to bleed you dry. I was just like. And then once he saw that he was fine, he was like, what does he have that I don't have? <laughs> not, a, not a boy all strung out. Addicted to goddamn medication. He can't fucking focus. He pussy whipped y'all. That's what happened. That's what happened. I never want to watch this anime again. I want to watch it. I want to watch got one more thing to go through with the show, and I mean the spoilers. Um, Last, last point, because I forgot about this. Um, I brought up a point earlier while we were actually watching the show about the interesting contrast between uh, Zero Two and the rest of the children. Um, and it seems at the moment that she could potentially represent as a metaphor uh, a, a child who, due to circumstances, has lost her innocence um, and projects that into her um, relationships with other people. I'm not sure if that is an attempt on her part to like reclaim whatever trauma she feels she's attached to. 
or if it is just her um, projecting her issues. Um, it could also be a combination of both, but I thought it was a very nice and subtle connection. It was one of the more subtle metaphors in the show um, so far. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the plot's um, finer points later on down the line um, portray about characters who have been in difficult circumstances like that. Uh, because I, I feel like, <clears throat> because there's a secret about the adults that I don't know yet, mm -hmm. I might know after the spoilers, but mm -hmm. um, because of that, it seems as though she's also basically supposed to be a child. Like, it's very clear that Zero Two is not an adult um, because of the way that she interacts with the other adults in the, like, in the plantation and everything. Um, but her mature behavior seems to echo that theme of her being, like, forced to grow up or having forced a loss of innocence from whatever circumstances like created her. I guess in this point, it, in this anime it will be created her. In, in real life, it will be a metaphor for trauma that caused a loss of, of innocence. Um, but I find it interesting uh, that very often Zero Two seems like she's mature because of what she's been through. But when you compare the sort of rash decision-making that she, um, I guess, engages in, and also her willingness to try to find someone who can take her away from her trauma, even though I think it's obvious that she's not actually ready to be taken away from her trauma or to be relieved of it quite yet. Um, I, I just think that it was a very interesting inclusion for a show like this. Um, so, and that's why I'm trying to give this show like more points that I'm taking away from it. The sexual yundos are very overt and um, polarizing. I can see why a lot of people wouldn't watch this. Um, but the fact that they do such a good job at conveying the subtleties of romantic relationships, what is required in terms of communication for working together as a team, and they go out of their way to contextualize it romantically and not just in terms of friendship, even though that is included under the umbrella. Um, I'm willing to watch it just to see what message the show has in reflection of those themes. There you go. That's me talking my ass off for the whole episode. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> All right. Again, warning. We are about to go into spoiler territory with Darling and the Frank. Spoiler alert. Everybody dies. Uh, no. Oh. Well, actually... Anyway, um, <laughs> turn back now, come back, or if you don't care, just keep listening on. Come but if back. you are, a, if you are, I wasn't even trying to make, I wasn't even trying to make that reference. Why not? The anime would. Yeah, but it's telling me something that you did. Anyway, come back after you have watched the series. Oh my God. I cannot hear it now. <laughs> That's fair. I hate you, Maxwell. You'll be fine. Hi, Shadow Akuma here with more useful links for your everyday life. Remember, you can go ahead and go to facebook.com slash Radio to like us on there, or you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Radio. If you go ahead and use the hashtag TheWeavingTheNormie and suggest us any anime that we should watch, maybe I'll go ahead and decide to do that. <laughs>